0: The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog.
1: The Underdog Sports Podcast Network presents Hangtime, a pro basketball podcast.
0: Welcome to the Hangtime Podcast. I'm Will Posnan and I'm joined by my co-host, New York Liberty Center, Kia Stokes. Yo. And, uh, Kia, do you want to introduce our guest?
1: Sure. Um today we have a special guest, Christopher Babb. Um, <laughs> he's out here visiting, so he wanted to hop, hop on, so. What's I'll up, put ben?
0: in, yes. hey, I'll, I'll put in an, an, an uh, applause, uh, like sound
2: clip or something. <laughs> oh,
1: that's perfect. Right there, cause just cause dude, the- dude, Big. <laughs> I'll give
2: one of my friends. <laughs> I don't
0: mind. So how do you how do you guys know each
1: other? Uh basically we met last year when he was playing in Turkey. Long story short, we we went out to the club. He was friends with one of my friends, and then I found out he lived close to me. And then yeah, then we became <laughs> friends.
0: <laughs> and uh Chris, so what's your uh so you've you've played basketball All over the world, Uh, do you want to give a a little bit of your backstory with the game of basketball?
2: Yeah, uh, I graduated from uh, Iowa State, and um, I spent my first two years as a professional back and forth uh, with the D-League and the NBA uh, with the Celtics um, team. And then I made my way overseas. I spent two years in Germany, one year in Russia, uh, last year in Turkey, and now I'm in Greece this year.
0: Were you part of that Iowa State team that was, did, was there a team that went to the Elite Eight or what was the f- furthest that, uh, that you guys went? Um... Uh, my,
2: both, both of my years, uh, when I played there, we lost in the second round okay. of the tournament.
1: Man, that's rough.
2: I know. My first year we <laughs> lost, uh, to the Kentucky team with Anthony Davis and them that won it. Uh, that's a good team. <laughs> and, and in my second year we lost on a buzzer beater to, uh, Ohio State.
1: Oh, that's too bad. Uh, was yeah. D'Angelo
2: Russell on that team? No, that was um, who? He's old. Aaron. Yeah, oh. I'm, I'm. I graduated in uh 13.
1: He actually turned 30 um <laughs> on Valentine's Day. So oh, okay. 30, he old. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> weird because Anthony Davis still feels. 22
0: to me, you know, like it's weird. He's probably like 27 by now, but yeah. yeah.
1: actually. We was at McDonald's together.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. He was a monster in college. Yeah. yeah he was. Their team was stacked. It was. <laughs>
1: Did you have to guard him at all?
2: No, I, uh, I, that was out of my, <laughs> that out, out of my role. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was a defender, but I, you know, a little. I'm a two-three, so I stayed away from that matchup. So, of
0: all of the countries you've lived in playing basketball. Which has been your favorite?
2: You know, it, I haven't really had a bad experience yet. Um, I think Germany felt most uh, like home, you could say. Um, just as far as the living conditions and uh, the people. Uh, did you grow up in Iowa? I, yeah, we, we did get paid on time in Germany. In Germany. <laughs> uh, no, I grew up in, uh, I was born in, kind of born and raised in Kansas and then um when i was 13 we moved uh, as a family down to Texas and then i've lived there ever since i still have a house in uh house in Texas
0: okay cool uh did you watch uh, did you watch All-Star Weekend at all
2: yeah well you know it comes on in the middle of the night over here so i caught a lot of the you know whatever's on Instagram and Twitter the next day that's how it
0: be so kia the last podcast we had uh was actually uh, right before Kobe passed away and, uh, they honored him at All Star Weekend. And I, I think at the end of the season, once like all the basketball's over, we can do just like a whole Kobe Bryant podcast because he's just one of the most impactful basketball players ever and also one of the best. But let's just talk about how did you feel about, uh, how they honored him at All Star Weekend?
1: I thought it was really good. Um, when Adam Silver first came out with, like, the new format for the game, I really was like, this is going to be trash. Like, mm-hmm. this is too confusing. It doesn't make any sense. But after seeing how everyone was playing, and they actually went hard, um, like, at the fourth quarter, I thought it was actually dope. Hopefully they stick with it. It was just sad. Like, to me, it still doesn't really seem real. Mhm. It's just sad. But I'm glad, like, Kobe Bryant, like, Touched so many people, even though they didn't play basketball, like, they understood. And he was doing so much for the women's game, like, once he retired. So it's just, like, sad. I, I feel like he deserves more than what we can give him, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: before uh, they changed the All-Star Game MVP trophy to be the Kobe Bryant Award, people were talking about um, them potentially changing the logo to his likeness. <laughs> and uh, so my question for both of you as basketball players, do you feel like the uh, MVP – MVP of the All-Star Game Award, is enough to honor his legacy, or would you still like to see the logo change? Where are you guys at with that?
1: I mean, personally, like, no disrespect, but I feel like the logo should have been changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree so with I was, that. But, I mean, I don't know if they should, you know, necessarily change it to Kobe, because I'm thinking, like, you know, when LeBron, the next – Because your team LeBron. It's like, like, everybody dies, right? So, like, when the next <laughs> great dies, like, are they going to change it again? So I just feel like – maybe they shouldn't change it at all um just because like you know that's to be morbid but like everybody's going to die eventually so you can't just like Dark. change it to when not, you know I just yeah. that sounds
0: but no it makes sense not. it makes sense <laughs> also i feel like you know you're a team lebron person too so you when you're like they should change it just not to kobe in the back of my mind i'm like is kia saying they should change it to lebron the day he no, retired? no i
1: was thinking jordan i was thinking jordan but yeah. I mean... Yeah, I mean, shit, you can change it to LeBron, too, but was <laughs> not, I, that wasn't my mindset. I was thinking, like, just keep it, but I was thinking, like, it should be Jordan. I just feel like that's, you know, Jordan. Okay. What about you, Chris?
2: Nah, I mean, I'm kind of with her on that. I, uh, I don't... I mean, to be honest, I've never really associated the logo with a player, really. I feel like it's just the logo, you know? It's just... Uh, you know, when you see that as just the NBA, I don't really associate it with a specific person. Um, I guess I don't that's know. true. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I haven't really thought about it. You know, it's it's kind of just a silhouette of a, you a know. person. <laughs> but
1: uh, Wait, are the Lakers putting a patch on their jersey, or was that the whole league? Uh,
0: I know the Lakers are. I hope it's the whole league. That would be great if it's the
2: whole league.
1: Yeah, like, I feel like that's good. Like, you don't have to change the logo, but like, the patch is going to be there. So, like, he's always going to be remembered. I mean, you can't ever forget him.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. I feel like there's – it was so impactful that you don't really have to go out of your way to do too much. You know, there's – like, it's just kind of understood that, you know, how he was loved and respected, you know, worldwide associated with the game of basketball. And, you know, there's nothing really you can do to really honor him the way he – deserved for what he did for basketball so I think it's just you know I think it's better to kind of just leave it alone and let you know everyone just kind of honor him in their own way
0: that's I I think that's a that's a really good point because with the all-star game trophy it kind of didn't to me it kind of didn't feel like enough um but then there's the thing of when somebody's that impactful I don't know what would feel like enough like Barack Obama just announced that he's opening his uh presidential library in Chicago. And when I saw it, I was like, just, just one in Chicago? Like, why not put another in D.C.? You know, <laughs> another in L.A.? Like, make it easy for people to visit your libraries. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> when somebody's that impactful, you want. But I actually think they should have changed the logo because it was Jerry West. And to me, Kobe's like the heir to that of just like the psycho competitor who exceeds their potential um whereas you know somebody like Michael Jordan I mean I grew up with Michael Jordan just winning and winning and it almost felt like uh, a foregone conclusion whereas I remember when Shaq left the Lakers and it felt like is Kobe is this going to is Kobe going to end up humiliated and then he won two more rings, and it was like, no, he got the last laugh. So that,
1: that was my experience with Kobe. Yeah, he's a beast, and will always be a beast, and want to drop 60-some points on the day he retires. Like, make it make sense. That's crazy. Come That's crazy.
0: So uh, going on to the rest of the All-Star game, uh, I don't know which parts of it you guys were able to catch. I will say that the celebrity game was the worst that there has ever been. It, no, if you didn't watch it, don't watch it. I, it's the worst game of basketball I think I've ever seen in my life.
1: I think I saw the list of celebrities and I didn't know any of them except the NBA players. Like, yeah. I, it was like a bunch of like social media influence, influencers, right? Or basically uh, that's well, I- well,
0: the game was ruined by Quavo, who I love,
1: but. Oh, Quavo was there, that's cool.
0: Quavo, uh, <laughs> you know how Steph Curry will, oh, op- sometimes he'll, Go like 0 for 7 in the first half, and then he'll go 11 for 13 in the second half. Like that's a Steph Curry just does that sometimes. Quavo thought he was gonna do it and just finished 1 for 11, and every shot was he wasn't even really hitting the rim. Like
1: he, it was brutal. You guys see the video on YouTube with him and Drake and Justin Bieber playing pickup in yeah. New York City. Yeah, they look yeah. great. Was balling. No,
0: they look great. I think what hap- My theory is that. Cable, that-, that-
1: <laughs> Oh, he was funny. Anyways, go ahead.
0: No, I saw that video, and I just think that that video was a three hour game, and they edited it down to the best four minutes because. That was my
2: exact thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I, there's no way there was just three. <laughs> I'm like, this is probably the worst game of pickup not seen. And just like, the
1: yeah. no 10 good clips. But the highlights look nice, though. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he going with the left. He had a nice little hook shot. His shot looked jacked <laughs> up, but it was going in.
0: So well, know. it's going in in the clips. I think with those things, it's really important to look at the body
2: language of the teammates.
1: <laughs> I never thought of that. They're probably like, oh man, here he goes again. I swear, I was,
2: like when I when I first saw it on Instagram, I was like, bro, there's no way this was good <laughs> overall. Like they they could make you know a two or three minute highlight clip of good plays, but the whole however many games they played were awful. No, nah, they were nice.
1: They was nice. I guarantee it. This is a question,
2: actually. It's great to have you both
1: uh,
0: here because this is a question I've really wanted to ask uh, a basketball player since seeing that video is how do you guys feel about non-basketball players taking deep threes in any context?
1: Um, You know, it's each his own. Okay. But, now- um, <laughs> you know, live how you live your life because if I'm playing a sport, I don't know. I'm doing all the sh- – Stuff I wanna
0: do. So So if you're at the gym and you go, Oh, that's cool that this uh this celebrity who doesn't play basketball is at the gym too and you guys are playing and they take like some Dame Lillard three from you know, five feet behind the arc. Is you don't there's no part of you that's like this is like just take it on the line like that was the thing that bothered <laughs> me the most about that video is like Drake taking a deep three and it's like Are you a basketball player? Take if you're gonna take a three, take it from the easiest spot. take
2: corner threes exclusively, you know?
1: Only corner threes.
2: Well I can't be mad because if I happen to walk into a pickup soccer game, I'm doing exactly what Ronaldo does. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm seeing I'm trying to do everything I see from Ronaldo uh Zlatan. I'm yeah, pulling know. out all the tricks that I that I probably have no business doing. And exactly. They, and they're gonna feel the same way.
1: Right. Like, you think well I think we're different because we're athletes, like I feel like we think we're good at everything. So absolutely, I'm gonna try some stuff that I know I can't do, but I feel like I can. So, yeah. but if you're like non-athlete and you're really doing that shit, maybe you just shouldn't be playing pickup. Like, go do something else. That's And like, Go read a book or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big pickup guy, anyways. Like, during the summer, maybe we played once or twice a week, but it's with all other like pros that we work out in the gym together. So, I've but I, I don't even, tell, I couldn't even tell you the last time I went to just. Like a rec center and just hopped in a pickup game. I would, I would feel like that would just make me irritable. Like what we're talking about now. Like, yeah,
1: like I feel like we were trying to take it serious, and then they would just be doing dumb stuff, or they would be trying to go so hard. You're like, okay, relax. Like, that's what in college we play against the football players. They really thought oh they would get mad that we would beat them. Like, we would whoop their ass, and they then they try to like body us and bully us. I was like. Okay, now, yeah, we're athletes, but come on, y'all, 250-pound linemen out here trying to, like, there's back us down some... in the paint. I'm like, okay, time out, sub. Like, we can't invite y'all no more. Yeah. Like, they thought they was the shit. I'm like, y'all get me ass whooped by us. I mean, we're good. Don't get me wrong, but.
0: Yeah. Also, injuries are a thing. Like, there's nothing lamer than injuring somebody else in practice. Like, if don't say you... lame. Oh. <laughs> You're right. Anyway. No, you're 100% right. Uh, there's nothing worse, more egregious. There's nothing more egregious. <laughs> that's
1: a big word there. Good word, yeah. good word.
0: Thank you. Uh, but, like, it, you know, if somebody jumps and comes down wrong, whatever, like, act, that stuff happens. But when somebody is just playing dangerously in practice and they injure people, that's,
1: I think, the worst sin you can commit in basketball. Yeah. That word. happened a couple times. Our coach, like, we have practice against guys for, like, actual practice, um, and then when they would go too hard, our assistants were like, okay, guys, like, relax. Like, they'd be trying to block everything and, like, throw it. Like, they'd be really <laughs> trying to jump over you and throw that shit, put it on the backboard. And our coaches were like, Gina was like, what girl in the right mind is doing that? like, if y'all don't, we am not having y'all back no more. I was like, "Oh, Yeah, relax, y'all.
2: But that's the thing about Europe, though, is we do so many, like, live five-on-five practices, like, pretty much at least three or four days out of the week. And so, and they're expecting, you know, and the the European guys have grown up like that their whole life, so all they know is, you know, go 100% during practice. So they, you know, they're fouling hard box outs, you know, doing everything they can during practice. And the Americans are kind of like, oh shit, like okay, you like you got it.
1: <laughs> no, it really be like that. They be going crazy. I'm like okay, but the worst is when they do it in practice, but then they don't do it in a game. Yeah. I'm like, want to go this hard in practice. But then when the game time comes, your number's called. You want to be out there acting scary? Like no.
0: Yeah, they get nervous. I mean, that the, the spotlight—that's the thing about Americans. I think is that, you know, regardless of work ethic compared to other places, we are pretty good at rising to the occasion. Yeah. You know. I agree. It's like Shaq is a Shaq is like the embodiment of America, and then Kobe was like the best of both, and then like Paul was. I don't know, maybe that's an over-extrapolation. <laughs> to bring what? You know, like how Shaq was, like, uh, lazy in practice, but then killed it in the game, and Paul, yeah, just, but Paul was great in the game too, Paul Gasol, so, uh, that's probably reading yeah, too much into it. Yeah, I don't practice, so. <laughs> I was gonna try to say that Kobe was the best of both worlds, but whatever.
1: He <laughs> no, just, uh, okay. He's just got great. You, I got you, yeah, he's great.
0: But going back to the, uh, uh all-star weekend, uh, I didn't watch the skills challenge, but a big guy won the skills challenge for the first time. So uh Bam bio won it. So Kia, did did you watch it and do you care that a center won?
1: I did not watch it and I do not care. Because <laughs> obviously I feel like the skills challenge isn't even like real skills. Like I know that sounds weird, but it's like I'm thinking in my mind like Chelsea Gray is one of the best like skilled guards that I know. And I just feel like she could go against some random person who just happened to make a shot before her. Like, I don't really yeah. think it counts. So I don't really care, no.
0: What <laughs> even skills... though
1: bitch, woo! But no, I don't care.
0: What skills would you like to see? Would you like to see it change, or you just would like them to get rid of it?
1: I mean, I would want them to, like, make something else up. I don't even know what she could have, mm. but...
0: <laughs> well, they had horse the one year. I like horse more than the skills challenge.
1: Yeah, I'd rather that. Or, like, some trick shot competition. I mean, I would, every... Like,
0: Everybody wants to see a one-on-one tournament,
1: but that won't happen because the egos are too big. That would be funny. Mm-hmm. I did see they went around asking everyone, like, who you want to go against. And then somebody, I don't know who it was, they was like Jimmy Butler. He's trash. <laughs> 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 I have to find yeah, it. Those guys will get
2: heated.
1: Yeah, it's going to turn into a foul fest. They're going to get the emotional. One thing about guys, they be real emotional when it comes to sports. <laughs> when the okay. ego is hurt. Ooh. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> my bad, my bad. So,
0: uh, did you watch the dunk contest?
1: Sure did. I <laughs> mean, I watched the, oh my god.
0: Whatever, we'll edit that out. Uh, what were you, what were your thoughts on,
2: uh, what were your thoughts on it? I
1: thought it was good. I feel like, I mean, I didn't watch it live. I watched the highlights. Yeah. But I feel like it was a lot. I feel like they were dunking a lot. It was
2: it was entertaining. It was probably one of the, like, overall more entertaining ones that I've seen in a while with some of the the better dunkers that, you know, I feel like there was probably four or five really good dunks that we, you know, that haven't really been seen in a while.
1: Yeah. I was annoyed Dwight brought back Superman. I'm like, dog, let it, give it up. Yes, agreed.
0: <laughs> Dwight wasn't great, but everybody else was pretty great.
1: Yeah. It was good though. Do you think Aaron Gordon got robbed?
0: Yes, but I I agreed with uh I forget what she announced was. I think it was Reggie Miller who was like, let's just both just give it to both of them, and not saying that we should do this often, but when both people are getting fifties over and over and over, just give it to both of them. Yeah. yeah. They made him do I mean- one more dunk.
1: I mean, as an athlete, like, you don't want to tie, but they both really deserved it. So I can see both sides.
0: But the thing I didn't like was that they both did one more dunk, and both of those dunks, to me, were 50 dunks. Like, the guy jumped over Taco Fall, and the other guy did, like, the Jordan dunk, and then they gave them a 47 and a 46. That was crazy to me. That part I didn't like. Maybe it was just being extra picky. Well, yeah, I feel like
2: once it came down to it, they were like, oh, shit, we have to make a decision. So now yeah. they were like, on the last one, they were like, okay, let's be super critical about it.
1: Yeah, he was like, I saw on Twitter. Some guy was like, no, Taco Ducks. So that's why they had to give him a lower that's score. That's so He's like eight feet tall. Right. Like, that's ridiculous.
0: That's insane. That is, I mean, yeah, that's that's just ridiculous. That's like, oh, it wasn't a Hail Mary because there was still one second left on the clock afterwards. <laughs>
2: Yeah, pretty much. But I think a lot of guys are going to be done with the dunk contest. Like, I've seen a couple guys who are just like, nah, like I'm not, I'm not even going to do it just yeah, because of you know the way it's judged or how it's scored and I don't know. I do. What? A lot of I think a lot of guys will be dropping out of it.
0: Do you think there's anything they could change about it where more guys would be wanting to do it?
2: I don't think there's any other way to do it other than have you know just a panel of judges but
1: unless it's gonna be like a gymnastic things where you gotta present your dunk and then have like specifications of like if you do this it's this point and this is this point like that just takes too much work or maybe like, you do
2: like a horse style contest
1: oh like a gotta follow. yeah like
2: follow the leader oh that would be interesting, interesting. that could be i
1: feel like people will get hurt though trying to do some shit they know they can't do yeah, but a, how? <laughs>
2: you get a letter. <laughs> I, I can't do one. it. Yeah. Give me a
1: letter. <laughs> if you opted out, that would be great. What
0: if the first round of the dunk contest was just like a horse competition? It, it doesn't have to be as many letters. It could be you know a shorter word like dunk. But
1: I forgot pig. <laughs> yeah, pig.
0: Yeah, yeah. For when you wanted to play a game of horse but recess was almost over. Pig.
2: Right. You
1: had to get over. Pig. Quick. Why
0: did I say cat? He <laughs> <You> said cat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that would be awesome. That's a really good idea. I wish they would do that. Just present that. Hit up Adam. Present that. All right. <laughs> I mean, it would completely take little guys. There be there never would be a Nate Robinson again because Dwight would just come out and dunk on an eleven foot hoop, and then Nate would just go
2: home. <laughs> hey, sorry, Nate. You can't do it. You can't do it. Yeah. Just hope you don't get behind him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do like do like a fan vote of who goes first. Oh my god, that'd be ruthless.
1: that fan, fans are mean. Yeah. Oh man. If so, the first guy <laughs> that
2: opted out would be a meme forever. That would be brutal. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, but there's, there's that.
2: no, I, don't, I don't know. Like just the panel of judges, like it's always going to be the same. There's going to be people who are just excited about it and just giving out fifties left and right. Yeah.
1: Or they should do it where the judges can't talk to each other, cause they'd be plotting and stuff and like, oh, what you give them? Let's let's give them a 9. But they're sitting that. next to
0: each other. What are they going <laughs> to do? Make <laughs> them wear <more> masks? <famous? laughs> Like in voting booths? Yeah, voting
1: booths. No talking. To so the opposite sides of the court, like right. facing.
0: I love the, the gravity that you're treating this
1: with. Put your folder up over your paper like yeah. in elementary school. Yep, exactly.
0: That's what I would do. So. so even though Aaron Gordon got robbed, great dunk contest. And then the game was, I think it's fair to say, it's the best all-star game of like best all-star game of the last 20 years, probably.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, they was going so hard at the end. That's, like, one thing that I've always wanted is, like, a competitive game against, like, the best players in the league. Like, they actually going hard. It's not, like, some bullshit where they're, oh, let's just go down and watch half-court shots and see who makes the most. Like, they was actually going hard.
0: Yeah, I, I think that uh these – if they go hard, too, they're going to start to see rewards for it because I think that some of these clips from that All-Star game are just – You could throw them into a commercial and they would really sell – like Nike has LeBron and Giannis. If you just take the clips of them going back and forth in the All-Star game, that's as good of a commercial as like those Larry Magic Converse commercials from the 80s. Like they were going at each other, those two specifically.
1: Yeah.
2: I feel like there should be maybe some more incentives for the winner. Like what's in the the MLB, the All-Star game, like the winner gets uh, home field advantage I think for the – playoffs or something like
0: that? Yeah. Wait, well, that, really? Yeah. Well, that's the I mean, the the dark side of the All-Star game. Uh the thing that's a little fucked up is that it makes so much money just in terms of people watching it and I don't think they pay the play or they pay them a nominal amount like 25,000, which is nothing to them,
2: you know? Um
1: I so than, well, I think it's more than that. I think some players
2: also they have bonuses in their and their contracts and stuff, too, and, or with – like if they have a Nike deal or – like sometimes they'll for add in. For being chosen, all, though.
0: Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Damian Damien Lillard gets his bonus even though he didn't play,
2: right? Nice. Good for him. Yeah, good for him.
1: Man,
0: <laughs> living a <the> life. <laughs> but that's, that's I think, why guys didn't want to try initially was because they're getting paid to be there. They're not getting paid to try, whereas, you know, right. in, in real games, they're getting paid to try.
1: So I Are think they're sure? – I- be feeling like the winners get a bonus or something like i feel like that was a thing or am I, just I think pushing? it's i think it's just
2: bragging rights to be honest with yeah you. I, I haven't heard of any
1: i'm gonna look it up i feel like you are lying because i mean <laughs> I,
2: obviously it's on the same level but the d-league contest we it was kind of like the same thing it's just you get a bonus for going and then whoever wins is whoever wins
1: And
2: yeah and Giannis lost money because he
0: gave another he felt so bad that he gave another hundred thousand dollars to charity because he didn't earn enough for his charity did you guys oh, well. see that? Yeah, he was—he no. was just like, you know, uh we should have got more for this charity. It's a great charity, so I'm just gonna give a hundred thousand dollars of my money to to Damn. him. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: don't, they definitely get paid if they win, so I knew I was right. Thank you. What? How
0: much do they get paid though?
1: Well, this latest article said a hundred thousand.
0: So they get a hundred thousand each. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's—I think that in the time it takes to record this podcast LeBron will have earned a 100,000 just right. sitting <laughs> at home
1: but Yeah. Mm-hmm. oh and they they mixed it up
2: too it's not it's not just the east versus west it yeah, is so, they pick, be, so it's, it wouldn't even
1: the home court thing wouldn't yeah. make sense
0: i like that they picked their guys i do like that part of it i just think that uh it's like the world cup uh makes so much money and uh and they pay their players like Guys make millions of dollars to play in the World Cup, which makes sense because, you know, with the Olympics, the Olympics makes billions of dollars and then nobody gets paid, which means that just suits who aren't athletes get paid. Like when people go, oh, it's an honor just to participate, the money's still going somewhere, you know? It's like when people get mad at athletes for making too much money, it's like, oh, so you want it to go to the owner who's just like uh – sometimes a creep who's made money 60 years ago <laughs>
1: Ugh, yeah <laughs> like where do they want the money to go like to the fans like
0: should yeah.
1: we, we pay them to come watch us play like i don't understand
0: A like... 100% that i would <laughs> i do wish more uh sports teams were run like the green bay packers though because like where it was owned by the city cuz i do think that's like it's a little weird sometimes when uh when the the team is owned by a guy who hates the city that he's in and he's always threatening to move it. It's just a weird dynamic, you know?
1: <laughs> I mean, I
0: guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you, I mean, we're not talking about the, the Nets and Liberty owner guy. He seems like a good owner. He actually yeah, seems like probably. a really good
1: owner. Have you met him yet, yeah. Kier? No, not yet. Cool. But I'm looking forward to this summer. Oh, I can't wait! Oh, I can't wait to be back in New York! Oh my God, <laughs> I can't wait. So, uh,
0: any any uh, other thoughts about All Star Weekend?
1: Um, uh, not really. I think I'm good on All Star. Okay, Chris, anything?
2: Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs>
1: I thought you were gonna say something. <laughs> I was really uh, thinking I'll, hard. I'll, I'll try, I'll
2: try to like give myself a second to for something to pop into my head. Uh,
0: nope. So. So moving on to the uh the rest of the the season, some teams made big moves and some teams didn't. So let's start by talking about the teams that changed their uh their rosters significantly and then we'll talk about the ones who chose not to. So the biggest change probably of the trade deadline was uh the Timberwolves trading for D'Angelo Russell and the Warriors acquiring Andrew Wiggins. Kia, what what did you think of that decision?
1: I mean, good for the Timberwolves. They need something. They suck, but I don't know. We'll see. I don't know how I feel about Andrew Wiggins. He's interesting to me, but you know, I wish him the best. Okay. That's what I was about that.
0: <laughs> so does that mean that you'd think you're you're kind of positive on D'Angelo Russell then?
1: Yeah, I think they're gonna. He's gonna help them a lot. I really do.
0: I think so, too. I think that they just – now they need to replace, like, their wing defense because they got rid of Covington, they got rid of Wiggins, and I guess they really need Jared Culver to be really good for that team to I, – I still don't think they're a playoff team this year. Do you? Do either of you guys think that they might creep into the playoffs this year? Nope.
2: Okay. I mean, how far are they out right now? Cause is,
0: they're, like, five oh. games out, but – the whole West is five games out. Like the, the top six teams in the West are way above the rest yeah. of the West. And then it's like anybody could take that eighth spot from, I know the Thunder are seven. I'm forgetting who's eighth right now, but it's constantly changing.
2: Yeah. I feel like the, well, the West is always like that. It always kind of comes down to the last month or so who can sneak in those, you know, those last two spots. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a little more wide open this year. Yeah. I kind of think I, it's going to be the Pelicans. Yeah. I, I hope, hope so.
0: I mean, they got the leadership with Drew Holiday and JJ Reddick. They got they the got talent.
1: They got girls still working, coaching. So, you know, they going <laughs> to handle their business.
0: Yeah. And then we still haven't even mentioned Zion Williamson.
1: Oh yeah. He's there too. He's pretty so good. He's a
2: monster.
1: Oh, he's a He's a monster. <laughs> I just want to know what they fed him growing up. Like how, yeah.
0: how are you this way? I think he just low-key crashed into this planet like Superman, and he just – they just found him in the backyard, and they're like, yeah, let's let's just use all of this super strength for basketball.
1: Yeah, that sounds
2: – I got to know, like, accurate. what kind of workout regimen he was on, like in high school?
1: What about he, his he had, diet was like? I
2: don't know. He had to be doing something, though. Like, you don't – I don't think you just literally wake up one day and, like, can – can be that big and strong and hit your head on the top of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: what did his parents look like? I just... Not a great
0: question. Okay, so... They're, normal. No, but... <laughs> okay, so here's the thing about Zion is uh, they did, like, a really in-depth interview with him a couple years ago before he even started go. He declared to go to Duke, but he wasn't there yet. And they really wanted to know all that stuff. And he just told them about his, like, family life. And uh, his mom normal looking woman. His stepdad uh just came into like came into his life when he was really young, like one or two I and can't
1: stepdad, I don't want to know the real dad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't that that didn't come up. Like the whole interview, they're like, So, how did you become so good at basketball? And he was like, Well I have this really I have this eight year old younger brother who's everything to me. Like he just talked about his younger brother the whole time.
1: <laughs> oh, so he's a nice guy.
0: He's so yeah. endearing. And he but also uh-huh. Doesn't give away any of his secrets.
1: Damn.
2: That's all. That's fair.
1: Damn, I like that. But damn, I want to know.
2: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Because everybody's like, literally, everyone's talking about he's too—he's too heavy. He can't sustain a career like that. He's too heavy. He's too heavy. But I don't know if you're like—I feel like he
1: just—if that's what you play with. Yeah. As long as he stays in shape, he's fine.
2: I—I I never
0: understood people saying he was too heavy. Like they never heard of Sean Kemp. Like these guys. <laughs> there's been guys with that physique who were great like yeah there's been so many power yeah. forwards with that physique who were had various degrees of success from Charles Barkley to Kenyon Martin and it really just comes down to staying healthy and and, and Zion is probably after Charles Barkley the most skilled power forward in that uh in that like body type he
1: mm-hmm.
2: he's got yeah for sure i mean a lot of these guys are you know, just working on their game and having guard skills and being able to run pick and rolls and make passes and reads and shoot the ball. And, you know, I felt like when we were growing up, if you're over, you know, in, in like junior high, if you're over six, four, you're like, all right, you're a post player. Drop <laughs> down, Up
1: and under.
2: <laughs> like now these kids are doing pro workouts at eight years old and, you know, reverse layups. Like I, I couldn't, I don't even know how to shoot my left hand until I was like in, <laughs> like,
1: you know, like, doing left hand layups is like, I don't know. Fifth or sixth grade? First of all, my father was a lefty, so I did everything with my left hand, except dribble. <laughs> I still can't dribble to this day. So that's what I got to work on. <laughs>
2: He's working on that when they're, you know, five years old. But ahead. I can shoot
1: with my left hand, though. I know that. I should have been left-handed. <laughs> so uh, another
0: team that made a major move, the Miami Heat added Andre Iguodala. Uh, what, what do you guys think of that decision?
2: That's a, that's a solid, that's a solid pickup. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, he obviously hasn't, uh, he didn't play at all so far this season, right? Now he, uh.
1: uh I have a little Twitter beef with him though.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's
1: just, I feel like,
2: you know, he was, he's had such a great, you know, career towards, you know, these past couple of years. He's been a part of the, you know, the, one of the best ones in a while. Uh, you know, that, that type of leadership is something you, You know, you can't take for granted, you know, in Miami they have a really good core. And to add something like that, you know, even if he's not a huge asset on the court, you know, in a lot of big moments, but, you know, he's always available. And I think in the locker room that that's going to hold a lot of weight for them going into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I I 100% agree. I thought that was the best move of the deadline. But now I remember the eighth seed in the West is the Memphis Grizzlies. And I actually wish that he had played for them. Uh, Not that they need him because... They're, I mean, they're a really fun team to watch too. They and, you know, here you can you can attest that I was very pro John Morant before uh he came into the NBA, and
1: that team has
0: been so that team's so fun to watch. Everyone on that team plays so hard. That's a really great team.
1: Yeah, and I feel kind of like an asshole because I just remember saying like, "Who cares about Memphis? Who like, <laughs> <laughs> cares?" So maybe it was uh. like. I'm just happy for them, like because Memphis has been so like irrelevant yeah, for bro, so long. Bro, wow. So like, I'm glad that they're actually like doing some work, and they have like great players now, and they're young and they're fun, and they be talking yeah. shit on Twitter. So yeah, ah, <laughs> you know I love me some Twitter beef. Twitter beef,
0: and it was like a thoughtful Twitter beef too, where Jow was like <laughs> he didn't even come to the training facility. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you're on the team, at least let us know. You know some tricks that you picked up or whatever. Uh, right. <laughs> and then the last team that made a, uh, the last like contender that made roster moves uh, was the Clippers. They traded for uh, Marcus Morris and then they just added Reggie Jackson yesterday. What What do we think of those moves?
1: I don't like Marcus Morris. That's a dude do that does stuff, right? Yes. About yeah, nah. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, all that stuff aside, he's a he's a solid three four man. Yeah, uh, I, guess. I mean, like you can't you can't doubt that. I mean, you you can have your Twitter beef with him if you want to, <laughs> but I think that's a that's a good pickup for them. Um, you know, it kind of seems like they're just kind of putting their team together and you know hoping for the best come playoff time. You know, they're trying to make sure everybody's healthy. You know, it's kind of like how they do in how they put these teams together in Europe. Just get the, literally every year, just bring in the best players and hope it works. Hope for the best. Like, <laughs> here you guys are. You know, like, don't worry about team chemistry. Just make not, it work. Yeah, make it work. You and know? then
1: when you lose the game, they're like, we pay you so much money. and you guys do this shit? I'm like, well, can <laughs> yeah, we play with somebody that'll pass the ball? Like, what you want? A hundred percent. Yeah.
0: 100%. That's yeah. the weird thing to me is they brought in two guys who don't really pass that much. I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't love those moves because, uh, I just think their success is going to come down to how well Paul George plays. Like, they got a, uh, they got Kawhi who's going to be amazing no matter what. They got, all of their guys are consistent except for him, and he's, he's either the best player on the court or you forget that he's an all star sometimes.
1: Right, that's
2: true.
1: Um, that's interesting. They got,
2: I mean, they they definitely on paper they match up or exceed really anybody in the. NBA, like even if you put them on paper, mm-hmm. you know, with the Lakers outside of LeBron and AD, maybe from top to bottom, you know, you would take the Clippers roster overall. But, you know, I think the Lakers have focused a lot more on, you know, their team chemistry and playing together and... LeBron! Yeah, you know, <laughs> really, I feel like, you know, he's really taking that team under his wing. He, there hasn't been any shit about him and the coach having beef or... You know, throwing players under the bus like's happened before. And so I feel like he's really focused this year on on winning the chip.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, too. I, I think also with the Clippers, the problem when you have a team that's that deep is that when you get to the playoffs, everybody is going to want to play crunch time. And, like, they have their two guys who are going to be out there no matter what. But then they're going to have to – I mean, Doc Rivers is going to have to make really tough decisions. About who to play and they have a bunch of guys on that team who just like Lou Williams is going to throw a temper tantrum if he gets benched. And the same's probably true for Marcus Morris. And, uh, it's just it pres- like Doc Rivers did a really good job of managing depth when he was the coach of the Celtics, but I think that team was a little more team oriented. I don't know. I'm
1: actually so those moves. Benching. If you coach, who are you benching in the playoffs? And crunch time.
0: So with the Clippers roster, I would say it's, like, who's playing well. That's, like, a cop-out answer. But I would lean towards <laughs> – the- <laughs> so here's here's the answer. I would play a lineup of Lou Williams, uh, Patrick Beverly, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Montrezl Harrell. But if any of them were playing bad, I would pull them because I have depth. But then the issue becomes, well, then Lou Williams is throwing a tantrum on your bench because you benched him in a game seven. You know?
1: So you're just going to play who plays well. Sounds good.
0: <laughs>
1: well, Sounds I mean,
0: <laughs> I, I'm going to play who plays well. First of all, Mark, Marcus Morris needs to know that he's not playing in crunch time because
1: – Oh, okay. There we go.
0: That's what well, I'm talking about. <laughs> well, he's just not. I mean you have Kawhi and Paul – Paul George would have to play so badly for me to go, okay, Marcus Morris, pull off your warm-ups. You're, you're going out there. <laughs> oh, he's not playing at all. Not in crunch time. I mean – yeah, uh,
1: not even getting in the game.
0: <laughs> and then the thing is, with Reggie Jackson, Patrick Beverly, and Lou Williams, I think Patrick Beverly's the only one of those guys that's even cool with being pulled out of the game. I just – I don't know if – uh so Harold, George, and – Harold and Kawhi really are like – I think they're very team-oriented guys, and the problem is that those guys – aren't going to be making any sacrifices because you're going to want them in every single minute. But then the guys who you're asking to sacrifice aren't the most team-oriented guys. I don't know. I'm out on the Clippers. I don't think the Clippers are <laughs> going to even be in the Western Conference finals. I'm out on them. I think for oh, them to oh. get there, Kawhi is going to have to drag them there.
1: So who's in the finals? Who's taking the Nuggets? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nuggets Lakers. and Lakers.
0: Nuggets and Lakers. Yeah. And I think the Lakers will win this yeah. year. But I think next year the Nuggets will trade – the Nuggets have so much depth, and I think that next year they trade – or over the offseason they trade that depth for Bradley Beal. And I think next – I think the Nuggets are really set up to be good for 10 years. Like they're going to be really good
2: for a long time.
1: That's a bold prediction there, sir. I mean they they have a lot
2: of young guys who are really good. So they have a lot of trade pieces. Yeah. Michael Porter Jr. is good. Who thought he was going to be good? (laughs)
1: Right. I thought he was going to be good, no? Like two years years ago? (laughs) Yeah, so?
0: But then he slid in the draft, and it was like, he might go to the second round. And then they got him, and he's like one of the seven best guys from that draft. And that was an amazing draft.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They have a lot of good guys.
0: I think the Nuggets are set up to be really good for the next ten years. I think the Pelicans are set up to be really good. And uh, I think the Mavs will be good. And then the Lakers, obviously, I mean, is LeBron just gonna be an All-Star when he's 47? Like...
1: Yes. Dirk, Dirk was.
0: Yeah. So, if... So,
1: yeah, he is. Oh, that's- He's gonna gonna be MVP when he's 47
0: too. Is he gonna be the MVP or the Kobe Bryant MVP of the All-Star game? Both of them. Both
1: of them. And the Bill
0: Russell Finals MVP? what do you say? And the Bill Russell Finals
2: MVP? Yep, all of that. Awesome. I feel like he's going to retire with, like before he gets old, like old, old. I think so. I, I, think, th- I think he's going to take the the gentleman's way out and just kind of be like, you know, I don't think he's going to let his career go down.
1: I think so. I feel like he would want to play with his son. Like, if that's the opportunity, I feel like he'll play up until then. Yeah. I think like four more years, right? Yeah. So I feel like he might make it to there. Like, well, it
0: depends he- on how long his son stays in college because his son is a sophomore. So it could One be One and done, three. baby. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they might even change the rule by then, just for LeBron.
1: They yeah. probably will. <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if he doesn't play with his son, it'll be like, let me just go out while I'm kind of still on the top. Like, see, you remember me when I'm great. Like, don't remember me when I'm struggling and, like, right. you know. okay, kind
0: <laughs> Cool. Well, speaking of the Lakers, they didn't make any moves. And personally, I love it. What do you, what you guys think of the Lakers? Uh, I think they made, like, one trade – but it's not like a significant it's not going to change the look of their team. What do you think of the Lakers not making any real trades?
1: I mean, I feel fine about it. What was they supposed to do? Yeah. Well, Get rid of Kuzma cuz that's what Twitter says. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I just feel like it's they're working like what they got is working right now. Like why kind of switch it up and mess up the chemistry?
0: I agree. I I thought that, you know, that's what the Clippers sh- should have uh they they should have stayed pat too. Um the other teams that didn't really Make moves that you thought might have were the nuggets Celtics, and sixers uh what do you guys was there any of those teams where you were like they really should have done something or were you like oh it's good that they are moving forward with
2: the same team i thought I thought maybe the Celtics would have like i, I I'm pretty sure they were pushing a lot, but I think they're maybe one or two pieces away uh I think their front court. Need some, need mm-hmm. some work. That's... For the, in order for them to make a, you know, conference finals run. That was the, that's what the internet thought before the
0: trade, trade deadline that they would try to make a move to get another center. Cause their only real center is Ennis Canner. They also play Robert Williams at center. But he's kind of like a Draymond type, but not at the Draymond level. Yeah. Um, it's so not yeah. gonna win play. <laughs> so, uh, the Celtics... That's that's your pick for who they should add it. You agree with the internet that they should add it a center of some kind?
2: I think so. I think I mean they have so many, you know, they're I feel like they have kind of one through four locked in. Yes. And I think that they're they're really missing that the another big. Are you friends with any of the guys on that team? I am not. Like the team we had is pretty much I don't think anybody except for uh, Marcus Smart um yeah, you know, me and him are like cool, but not on, you know, not a on a talking yeah, basis. Yeah. Um, but no, pretty much our our the whole team from when I was there is is gone. But uh, the coaching staff and everything is is still the same. Was Horford there when you were there? No. Okay. That, no, 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 that was the year before.
0: Because that's the other team that the internet was adamant about. Uh, the internet wants the Sixers to just. Make a giant trade. Really did get rid of one of their two stars. Uh, what do you, what do you guys think about that? Do you guys think that this, uh, this Sixers thing is going to work out with a happy ending or is it going to be, uh, you know, is it going to explode?
1: I mean, I don't think it's going to explode. I think it's going to be eh. Yeah. So Ben Simmons (laughs) and Embiid together
0: for a decade, but no championships.
1: Mm, they might sneak one in there, maybe, when LeBron retires. <laughs> <laughs> at 47. Yeah, at 47. I don't know. I mean, are they really that bad? Like,
0: It's weird because, so, it's kind of like with the Clippers. The Clippers are better than everybody when Paul George is elite, and it's similar with the Sixers, except they have two guys like that, where it's like, when Embiid is the best player on the court or when Simmons is, they're better than everybody, but there's so many games where neither of them are. And then there's weird games, like there was a Sixers Bucks game where Embiid was so much better than Giannis. And then, you know, three days later, they'll play against the Mavs and they'll both look pedestrian and Doncic will just <laughs> destroy them, you know?
1: Uh huh. I mean, I don't know. I think, I this, know.
0: <laughs> I think this offseason they're going to just give up and trade one of them, if the playoffs go
2: bad, especially. I, be, I can see that happening. Yeah. But I feel like they're trying to make – you know, I feel like the media is trying to hype it up and make it more beef than what it is. Yeah. Of course. percent. You know, fun. they'll take one thing that – what Embiid said responded to something, uh, Jimmy Butler – somebody said on yeah. Instagram. Jimmy – and, and then, oh, he wants, he wants out of Philadelphia. He's ready to leave. Like – like, Yeah, they <laughs> – Oh, dramatic. there's gotta be something
0: going on between between those two. Yeah, Embiid was like, uh, if you, if you are the hero long enough, you become the villain or whatever. And then Jimmy yeah. Butler goes, oh, there's a place for <laughs> villains here in Miami. It was, it was all yeah. very silly and had nothing to do with. They are, I, I, 100% agree with you that they are, the media is trying to, uh, create tension between the relationship of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid where it seems like there's none. It seems like those two guys are friends and they're cool with each other and the only issue is that
2: neither of them can really shoot. Right. And even if they aren't friends, like they coexist, you know, they're at the end of the day they're coworkers. They can both show up to work, do their job and, you know, there's if they don't hate each other, there's nothing there's no story.
0: But it seems like, like and- they're they're friends, like they get photographed together in the off season and stuff. It's just really their basketball
2: games aren't that compatible. Yeah, that's true. They both kind of play the five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I think that uh, this summer they should probably trade whichever of them they can get more value for because – I mean, it depends, though, because when Embiid is playing like Shaq or when Ben Simmons is playing like Magic Johnson, they're basically unbeatable, but it just doesn't happen that often. few between. Yeah, well,
1: if I play Amazing 2, I'm unbeatable. <laughs>
0: That's true. Uh, that's true, but if you guys were playing against the Bucks, nobody would be like, well, we're gonna be fine because Kia's just gonna play like Shaq for this game. That's our game plan is for, (laughs) is for Kia to go full Shaq on Giannis and we'll be fine.
1: Yeah, we're gonna see what happens. You think it's gonna happen, right? It's all about your mindset. Yeah, you just gotta visualize it.
0: Yeah, that's all. So uh, let's let's talk about a li- uh, let's do a little music talk, and uh, and then we'll wrap up. So Chris, you're you're a big uh, you're a big hip hop fan, especially early 2000s hip hop. Uh, and I just there's a lot of rappers from that era that are underrated. That just people forget how much good music they made. And a lot of rappers where when they came out, it felt like oh they'll only be here for a short while, and then they had you know, real staying power. Um, so I wanted to talk to you. I want to get your opinion on who you thought was the most underrated rapper from
2: that whole era. Man, you know, I, I really, I I really got into into the into music really around you know like two that like kind of 2010, you know, 2009 2010 time. Uh, I was big into into Rick Ross, big into Two Chains. When two Chains. He was, he was, titty, he was titty, boy, titty boy back then. Uh, oh, before he was Two Chains. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I mean, there was, you know, uh, Drake when he was when he first came out with uh with Wayne, um,
1: yeah, you know, even Kanye back then. Uh, What's your I favorite like,
0: Kanye album?
1: He's a big Kanye fan. Yeah, I love
0: Kanye. What What is your favorite Kanye album, though?
1: Um. What was my
2: favorite one? The um, I'm drawing a blank. What was the
0: you, you, you put oh. pressure on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, was gotta, it one of the first three? I think it's really interesting when people's favorite is one of the first three, college dropout, late registration, or graduation. And then I also yeah, think it's question. interesting. Graduation
2: is my favorite one.
0: Graduation is really great. That's my second favorite, I think. that. What's though, your favorite favorite? I think it's Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy,
2: but oh. recently oh. – Oh, that's, that's a class. That's a classic one, too.
0: For yeah, sure. No, it's I mean, he's he's made some really amazing music. I mean, it changes for me. But yeah, that's generally that's my top two. But sometimes graduation's my
2: favorite. I mean, there's, there's a lot of his early stuff you can kind of just put on shuffle and just let it ride. Oh, I should you, I should mention respond. this. It would be
0: irresponsible for me not to mention this. Lil Wayne's new album is his second best album ever. It's really good. Anybody listening should check it out. It's unbelievably good. It's a, just a masterpiece. It's almost as good
2: as the Carter Three. It's so good.
1: Ooh, ooh. That's bold. I've only heard a couple tracks on it. I actually haven't sat down and yeah, listened I, to it I yet. Yeah, I got to do
2: the same. I got I gotta download it downloaded, like, queued up, ready to go. I just haven't had the time to exactly. sit and – Because I want
1: to be, like, focused. Kian,
0: you're going you're to <laughs> love – there's a song on it where he compares getting rejected by a girl – to James Harden being getting a shot block by Kawhi Leonard in that playoff game, and yeah. it, it's one of the best songs I've ever heard, and it's such a apt comparison where it's like, you know how James Harden, not to shit on James Harden, but you know how James Harden will have, he'll be on, he'll be on such a hot streak, and then one bad thing will happen and it'll ruin his game, mm. and, and it's like, oh yeah, that's that's exactly what that's like when your whole day's going great. And then you text somebody that you're interested in, and they're like, no thank you, and it's like,
1: oh,
2: it's like James Harden.
1: I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I gotta listen to that. Yeah. I'll do that later today. I'm gonna you're get really
2: for my road trip back to Greece. Oh,
1: yeah, see? You got time. I'm busy over here. Well, watching a lot of nothing on TV. That's what I'll be
0: doing. Yeah, listen to that album. I mean, you're gonna enjoy it differently than other people, because you're so anti-James Harden, but...
1: <laughs> really? I'm not anti James Harden. We made a bet last year that he said that James Harden was good at defense.
0: Getting and better at it. I mean, he's not bad at it when he tries. I'm not saying he's good at it game to game, but in playoff games, he actually does play good defense.
1: Okay, you first started saying that he was good, and then you're like, well, he's getting better. Like, nah. Don't <laughs> I used to owe me. I don't even know what we bet on, but you just owe me. I think it was me. like forty dollars. I'll give you forty dollars next time. I yeah, it's out. not forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, I'm not anti James Harden. Don't get me wrong, but I just said he wasn't good at defense. Yes. And he'd be traveling all the time. But that's besides <laughs> the point. Neither here nor there.
2: This
0: this feels like the words of somebody who's anti James Harden. Right. <laughs> I'm not anti James Harden, but he's never won anything. He travels every play, and he doesn't play defense. Okay.
1: I said two out of those three.
0: <laughs> so uh, so Chris, who who uh, who is your favorite
2: of that whole era? Um, I would say probably either two chains or Rick Ross. Yeah. That's still, or I'm a big, uh, big crit fan.
0: Oh, yeah. He's great. Uh,
2: yeah. I'm a, I was a big advocate on him, um, back when I was in college, probably 2000, around the same time, like 2010, 2011, uh, when I first, I first heard about him. And I've, uh, I've been a big fan of his ever since. Cool.
0: That's great. Um you I mean, know,
2: probably, it's probably my favorite.
0: Big Crate has a new song. I I think he's just featured on it with some Southern rapper. And it's really good too. I'll I'll send Kia the link on YouTube and she can get it too. Yeah, it's Appreciate a really good song too. Um Yeah. Who who's the most who which uh which guy from that era surprised you the most just with their staying power? Because like it's crazy. Jim Jones is still in the news. Like there's guys from that era <laughs> who you think would have gone away, and they're still famous. Like Ti is still
2: very famous, very
1: famous. He would be saying stupid stuff that gotcha. keeps him relevant. He Man. does. He
2: does. He does a lot of podcasts. Man, he's in a lot of interviews.
1: Oof. I
0: love Sam. when Ti yep. debates intellectuals. That's that's a- so funny.
1: <laughs> he be thinking he sounds so smart too, dude.
0: He's <laughs> <T. I>., a <laughs> the only person ever to try to give thoughtful advice to Kodak Black and from the outside looking in, you're like, Kodak, just do what you think is best. (laughs) (laughs) Kodak, ignore whatever this guy's saying. Just be you. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I think, um, uh, back to your question, I think probably uh, 2 Chains. Yeah. Uh, Just based on the fact that he pretty much completely rebranded himself, you know, like I said, back when he, he dropped that first big song, uh, I'm riding around and I'm getting it. Yeah. Now, oh, wow. You know, he, cause he was, he was, uh, a titty boy then. Uh, and then he kind of just rebranded his whole thing, you know, became, changed his, his name to Shoot Chains and, you know, cause he's, and he was like pretty old at that, you know, he's, he's mm-hmm. 40, he's like 42 now, I think. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but cause he, he got such a late start in his career, he was, I think he was, cause he was stuck under a contract. Mm. With uh, with uh, Ludacris under his thing He was stuck under a bad deal And couldn't So then he finally got out of that oh, Changed his name And then kind of re- Had to rebrand himself I mean so I, I give him A lot of credit for that That uh, he was kind of able to Get out from under the label That was holding him back And rebrand this whole thing And still be relevant And you know in today And still making music Doing features And should, I'm assuming Making a lot of money
0: He's an mm-hmm. executive producer On LeBron show On HBO <laughs>
2: You feel me? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he's doing his thing, you know? He's, he's made some some really good songs.
0: Yeah, no, I remember when he first...
1: <laughs> what were you <laughs> saying, Kia Sorry. I just can't believe he's really 40-something. Yeah. Well, when he first... He... Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go.
0: I was just going to say that when he first came out, he was kind of like ludicrous with more of an accent where you're like, okay, so this guy's... The music's kind of like Ludacris, but it's harder to understand a little bit. And then you started listening to it, and or at least when I started listening, I was like, "Oh, this guy's funnier than Ludacris. This guy's very funny."
2: Yeah, he's like he's he's very creative with his words. And then um, I think he, you know, when he got when he got with uh, with Kanye and uh, good music, it kind of you know that kind of shifted his brand too. uh, To really, you know, people started taking him more serious. as kind of a lyricist as a, you know, a legit artist.
0: Yeah. What's your favorite song of his? Um or a really song like, that's one of your favorites.
2: Um the song uh Big Amount with Drake. Um Watch Out. That's one of the songs Watch I got. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the songs I got to play all the time. Um on his he has a lot of songs on the uh, pretty girls like trap music um, album. I like a lot of his features too. He's a he's a really good feature artist. You know, come on, just throw on a verse and get out of there. Like he's yeah. he's pretty dynamic with that. He's a he's a good role player. Exactly, great role player. Like <laughs> great. a really really good role player.
0: So, uh, Kia, who's your favorite from that from that era?
1: Um. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. like, I like everything. Boo. <laughs> okay. Whatever. I mean, I don't um. know. I think I got look through my phone. <laughs> well.
0: Considering, you know, a lot of the artists you name, I imagine that you guys are also uh, OutKast fans. Is that safe to say? Yeah. 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 Uh, do you guys see the new uh, GQ cover with Russell Westbrook and James Harden? No. So they took a iconic OutKast album cover, the Stank On Ya album cover, and they recreate it with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Really? And it looks so cool, and then you remember that like, this season's happening. Let's, I don't know, it could really, I wish it would have happened after the season or before next season or something. I don't know, it's almost like a victory photo and <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't bode well for me, but it's what? such a cool photo.
1: You just show me the picture. What are they doing? <laughs> you don't like it? No. <laughs> <laughs> They're recreating. They're doing the I same know, stuff. but like why?
0: Yeah, why? that that's the thing. Why? <laughs> why? It's the middle of the season. This team I mean, we didn't even talk about Houston, but yeah, let's let's end with that actually. How how do we feel about the Houston Rockets and their entire lineup that can ride all the rides at Six Flags?
2: Bro, they're, (laughs) I mean, I feel like they're, um, they really changed, I feel like they changed the NBA, Um, you know, when they were one of the first teams to implement that only shoot threes or layups, like they took out the the mid-range shot, and I remember whenever they they first implemented it with their D-League team, back when I was in the D-League, been oh, going on yeah and everyone was kind of like what the like like literally they were just they shattered records away like the uh, threes attempted threes made daniel house know, like, was on that team right he i want to say it was I like think so yeah Bella, uh covington oh Covington uh, was
0: on that team i didn't even know
2: that yeah yeah um and so you know and i feel like the nba is already kind of going in that direction of positionless basketball you know maybe just and I think like it's it's really dramatic at their lack of hype, <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like within the next three to four years, you're gonna see at least three or four other teams have that same
1: setup. I believe that. Sorry, I just but asked you I, for
0: a
2: second. What's up?
1: Can you hear us? How much of that did you not get? <laughs> uh, like
0: just t- the last ten seconds.
2: Oh uh, no, I just said that. Uh, I think that. Within the next three to four years, we're going to see at least, you know, I want to say at least five or six other teams that have that same setup of, you know, going with the small ball and having a team full of six, 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 seven guys.
0: But the only reason I'm skeptical with that stuff, because, like, I completely agree that the NBA is going in the position of uh, positionless basketball. But the reason I'm skeptical is because you have guys like Giannis where – Okay, so if the point guard's seven feet tall, I can't see a team competing with that if everybody on the lineup is <laughs> six seven because just the rebounding situation is gonna be a nightmare you know No I, I agree um, Like Carl Anthony Towns maybe he like he can play shooting guard if he wants to play shooting guard if he believes he's a shooting guard, let him play shooting guard but just rebound and then you know like a team like that, is going to dominate a team like Houston if they have a bunch of seven footers playing point guard and shooting
2: guard. I mean, I, I could see them getting going for a five man that's, you know, maybe I could see like getting like a five man that's like, uh, who's the guy from Miami? Adebayo, Adebayo? Yeah. Who's not really a center, but he can play the center. You know, he's athletic, long, can jump. Uh, I, I could see them finding. You know, either trying to get him or finding some guy who resembles his game, you know, just to have some be able, like you said, compete on the boards and defend the five a little bit.
0: That was the thing for me where I go, okay, so I get why it makes sense. First of all, I think that it'll work against a lot of teams because Russell Westbrook is going to – they're going to put the big on Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook is the only one who's not an elite three-point shooter on that team, but – He can take any big off the dribble, so that won't work. But my issue is just with the rebounding because there's guys that they could have looked at who could do everything that they need who can also – who also have the size to really rebound, and they opted not to go in that direction. I've been saying all year that they needed a center who could shoot threes instead of – you know, just having a guy like Clint Capella and they opted with a small forward that can shoot threes and they're
2: just going to play Robert Covington in center. Well, we'll see how it plays out. They got a couple months left and I mean, they've won some games, but they've lost. you know, it's going to depend on if they're making and missing shots. And I don't think I think we've seen too many times that teams who live and die by the three don't really win games.
1: Not, when it we,
2: not win, you know, they don't win championships really. Um, yeah,
0: unless they're a team like the Warriors that plays elite defense. Well, yeah,
2: they, they don't count. They yeah. were. <laughs> it was on some other <laughs> shit. I mean, yeah, was, they, they played. They were really good defensively. They had a great coaching staff, and you know, they had guys like uh, they had guys like Draymond and uh, Iguodala, who you know, they had really good role players.
1: They literally had three guys that could score 40 points each every night. That don't even make sense. Like, that's not really fair.
0: That's true. But there are teams that shoot. Okay, so two other teams (laughs) that shoot the three-pointer really well that I have a lot of faith in are the Celtics and Nuggets. Maybe not this year, but long-term I have faith in them. But the difference is that they play elite defense, and the Rockets really don't – like. Dude, sometimes the
1: oh, Rockets don't, don't play defense, but James Harden get a defense, huh?
0: You know what's crazy is he's, I think it
1: makes sense. he's one of the better
0: defenders on their starting lineup uh, right a- now. Because Russell Westbrook's defense is the new James Harden's defense.
1: Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Look,
0: look. <laughs> You're right, Kia. I I don't know what to – okay, here's what I will say is that regardless of James Harden elevating his defense in the playoffs, uh, they're not getting – much defense at all from Eric Gordon or House or Westbrook. And PJ Tucker plays really, really hard, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's like he can't guard elite centers. So and he can't even guard elite point centers like Giannis. So
1: (laughs) Who's really guarding Giannis though? That don't count. Nobody.
0: Embiid? (laughs) Maybe Embiid? Maybe Ah. Anthony Davis? I thought you uh you don't. What about LeBron? You don't think there's anyone on the Lakers? Or oh, Kawhi. Kawhi can guard Giannis. Kawhi guards Giannis whenever he wants to.
2: He does. He does. Okay,
0: fine. I think the Clippers I'm, are hoping that they would love if they could get the Bucks before the finals because that's they match up way better against them than the Lakers.
1: Yep. Yeah, well, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
0: okay. So we ended up. That was a surprise topic at the end of. Just mixed feelings about the Rockets. I'm not even sure. <laughs> I'm not even sure how I feel about them anymore.
2: I think just come to conclusion. <laughs> just gonna leave it and see what happens. We'll leave it happens.
1: in a limbo and see how you feel tomorrow when you wake up.
0: I think I feel about the Rockets. The Rockets should have done a Ti album cover because Outkast I always love, but Ti sometimes I'm like he's the best ever. Like I'll listen to uh, King or something. I'll be like, oh my god, or 24s. And then other times I'll listen to what was that song he did with Rihanna where you're like. Live Your Life? That song stinks. So, yeah, they should have done a T.I. album cover. (laughs) Talk about my girl like that? Look, I love Rihanna, and I'm very excited for her album, but that song was terrible. That was a terrible song. Live Your Life? Yeah, I was going to. I wasn't, thank you for permission to live (laughs) my life.
2: They tried to make, like, a motivational speaking song. All the
0: songs he was making in that era, he was like, what was the other one where it was like, if you want it, I got it? And you, I was listening to that song like, you can get whatever whatever you like. like. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get whatever you like. And it's like, dude, you know that you're the guy right now for just, just like, embarrassing your wife. Like, he was embarrassing his wife at the time, and now he's singing like, you can get whatever you like, which it just felt like a mistress anthem. It was, that was a weird (laughs) song to me, too. Oh
1: man. I don't know.
0: But sometimes I love T.I. So, yeah, T.I. is the Rockets to me. That's what they should have won. <laughs> Alright, on that note. On that note. Anything else, Kia? Do you, what, what, uh, artist would you compare, uh, the Rockets to, if not OutKast?
1: Definitely not OutKast. Yeah. I would compare the Rockets to... Maybe Migos? Maybe like, PJ Tucker's, like, Takeoff? No, I could do Migos because sometimes I like them, but sometimes they're really annoying. Yes. So I think that's perfect. <laughs>
0: that is yeah. Perfect. And you would <laughs> rather see any Migo with 21 Savage than with the other Migos.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, like
0: I'd rather see Offset make an album with Cardi B than with – I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just low on Quavo because that celebrity game was <laughs> – <laughs> He's still that's mad at him. That's his music career. Right? <laughs> Yeah, he's going to have to put out a four-hour clip next time, or else I'm going to be like, he edited this down. I need to see the whole game. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I
1: want I tickets.
2: i pull up Synergy, see what, see what they're doing. Right.
0: All right, well, Chris, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, let people know your social media.
2: Uh, What is my – my Instagram is uh, C underscore Bab, B-A-B-B. Cool. And Twitter is ChrisBab52 think. Yeah, Chris Baff fifty two. <laughs> <don't
1: even> <laughs> Aren't they the same? Um
2: it's a great question. I I don't really know. I've set them up at different times.
1: Uh tell them, tell them.
2: Yeah. I got, uh, yeah, I got those going on.
1: Alright,
2: well
0: uh yeah people should people should follow you there and uh I'm on uh I'm on Instagram at Will Posnan. Kia's on Instagram at K Stokes forty one and, and Twitter, the and same Twitter.
1: exact one for me. K forty one, identical. <laughs>
0: she makes it easy, you know.
1: I do. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, well, thanks guys for listening, and uh, we'll we'll do another one uh, next week.
1: Yeah, sounds good.